getting deeper and deeper. All right, so let's pray over the word. Lord, I just pray over this teaching real quick and altar ministry. Lord, I pray not only tonight, but over the, the nights to come, Lord, that you would give us good fertile soil. And Lord, you, we need you to raise up altar ministers, Lord. We need you to raise up people to have your heart to really pray and be used of you in this ministry. And Lord, I ask you to raise them up and prepare them in every way. Prepare them in the scriptures. Prepare them in the anointing. Prepare them with like a mantling around their life. Prepare them, Lord, in their sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, the gifts, in every way to be thoroughly equipped and ready for the days ahead. And Lord, I pray that as we do this teaching on the altar ministry tonight and in the future, Lord, that you would come upon me and speak through me exactly what needs to be spoken and it will go out as light dispelling any deception or darkness and bring truth and revelation and it'll be seeds of truth sown out in a good fertile soil of hearts and minds and lives watered by the spirit caused to take root grow and produce a hundredfold harvest of eternal fruit that remains lord that it will be a hammer that breaks down any religion or any type of strongholds of the enemy and a sword that cuts away what needs to go your mighty word lord we thank you for your word where would, we, where would we be today without it? And Lord, that your word will go forth and accomplish everything that you sent it forth to do through this. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for it. Amen. So you can read about in the scriptures where whenever the Holy Spirit broke out on Pentecost and the early church was baptized in the Holy Spirit <clears throat> and they began to see revival, you can see that they, they would lay hands on people. And so the laying on of hands is a very powerful thing. And you saw how the disciples laid hands on others and God would impart to them. As a matter of fact, in Samaria, remember Stephen went there and preached and they got saved. Demons came out of people. People were healed. The gospel went forth. This is in Acts chapter 8. It was really powerful. And Stephen, I mean, sorry, um, Philip, rather. Did I say Stephen? Sorry about that. Philip went. But anyway, Philip saw a great revival there. People got saved. But he had done what he was supposed to do as an evangelist and this and all these people got saved in Samaria and he sent for Peter and John and Peter and John came and when they came they saw that Samaria had received the word of the Lord and it says that Peter and John laid hands on them and the Holy Spirit was released into their lives and they they um, began to do the things that happen when people are filled with the Spirit you know I'm sure that some of them fell they they shook they cried it doesn't say specifically I'm very sure they spoke in tongues but the power of God hit them and it was something that was so tangible that Simon the sorcerer was there and he wanted to get that ability and he wanted to pay money for it remember but anyway it's the laying on of hands there's there's something that happens so the altar ministry I'm only going to do just a little bit a night so please here's what I'm asking everybody to do please take these notes home and put them in a place where if you need to stick it on your wall put it in your Bible put it somewhere that you will remember to pray over this pray that God will prepare you maybe go through the points that we talked about and pray over those points and pray for river of life that God will really raise up an altar ministry because this is a very important part of revival y'all know what I'm saying this is a big deal with God this is the altar ministry is I call it the altar ministry but the altar ministry is after usually usually after the preaching and people linger to get prayer I know you guys are familiar with this but others hearing this but it's where altar workers will pray for them lay hands and pray and believe for healing and deliverance etc in their life 
And you have to have a heart for altar ministry. Now, somebody that does is Randy Clark, and I probably always have a place of love in my heart for his ministry, and I really appreciate him. And let me tell you a good example I'm talking about being a humble servant, okay? I go to see Randy on a Thursday. Now, I happen to be Facebook friends with him, so I knew that he left Thursday morning to fly to Dallas, so he had been flying all day. I felt very led to go and that he was supposed to pray for me. Back in the 90s when God was really moving at these revivals, I mean, it was laying out of hands was all the time and, and you got a lot of altar ministry. But it seemed like after the 90s, when I would go to conferences and meetings, it seems like people were more and more annoyed. People were more and more annoyed at getting, you know, asking to lay hands or whatever. It was like you were kind of getting on their nerves or being a nuisance. It really surprised me. I was like, what happened? Well, I didn't know what to expect going to see Randy, but I went there, and he wasn't ministering that night. He wasn't even dressed to minister. You could tell the guy just got off a plane. And I really felt he was supposed to pray for me, and I couldn't be there any other time. And so while the other guy was giving the altar call and people were up there, I'm kind of just inching over by Randy, you know, just quietly sneaking over. And uh, he's sitting there, you know, being all into it. And I said, hey, you know, I told him I was ministering in the area and I asked him to pray for me. And he said, all right, here in just a little bit. So he, he jumps up there, has to close out the meeting and send people off. But he was willing to stay after. Everybody else was gone. He had flown on a plane all day, okay? He was willing to stay after and pray for me. That's the attitude of a true altar minister, that they're willing to stay late, and, and minister to people and of course he prayed for me and it was a very it was a very powerful impartation I don't say that lightly and God really touched my life through him I'm very thankful for him but let me just mention that because I've seen since the 90s I've seen a lot of places I've gone where they've gotten away from that how many of you guys have seen you know what I'm talking about you've gone places and you've seen where they don't really spend the time praying for people like they used to, you know. So this is, this is something that needs to be resurrected. All right, so let me just talk about two quick things tonight. But altar ministry is a ministry of servanthood, a humble servant. God cannot use a lot of people at altar ministry because once the power of God starts flowing through their life and people start getting healed and delivered, they they their head just i mean just massive and they're setting themselves up for the biggest fall of their life you know and so god can't use some people but you have to be humble a humble servant servant the ministry of altar ministry is you're serving the other people you see what i'm saying you're not lording over them you're there serving them just like a waiter would come up to your table and say how can i help you they say, well, I want to order this. They come up here and say, well, I need healing. I need deliverance of this. This has been bothering me. I need to be free from this. And you have to sit there and listen to what they need, and then you're going to pray with them accordingly, and you're, you're a humble servant. So let me give you some points for River of Life. Number one, altar ministers have to minister within the guidelines established by authority. So we're going to set up parameters we're going to say this is the way we're going to do things. You have to be willing to be humble and work under authority. Altar ministers 
that cannot work under authority. They're prideful. They think, well, you know, the, the pastor or whoever's over it said to do it this way, but I think I'm going to do it this way. You know, those type of people, it's pride and it's rebellion, and you just cannot have that in altar ministry. And if I was coming down to give prayer, I would not want somebody like that praying for me because they're operating in rebellion. Amen? So that's one point. And then the second thing I would say is this, cheerfully submit to and be loyal to the pastoral leadership. You need to be willing to be cheerfully submitted to. Not that you're going through there with an attitude, you got your little thing of oil, man, they're telling me to do it this way, you know. And God's not going to bless that. Lay aside any personal agendas. We're not there in the altar ministry to get some kind of spotlight turned on you me I'm praying for people you're here to be a humble servant okay and to not get any attention you're, that's your goal in altar ministry is nobody look at me I'm not important let's all get our eyes on Jesus Jesus is your healer I'll pray for you but Jesus is going to heal you okay another thing about altar ministries and this is important I need the church needs for people to really be praying before you even come to really pray over the meetings Pray over the worship, pray over the preaching, the anointing level, and the altar time to, before you even come to church that you've really prayed over that service and you come in there expecting God to move. You need to also be spiritually clean before praying for other people. You do understand a lot of people are staying, I see, to want to learn about altar ministry, but you do understand that you're, you're poking the beehive. You know what I'm saying? You, you're... You're going in there and you're destroying the works of the devil and you're releasing the power of God and those demonic things that you're slapping around by the power of God, it's the Lord doing it. I'm not trying to say it the way it probably sounded just then. But the things that you're taking the, the word of God and slapping things around, they don't like that and they don't like you. And so you don't need to come in there with stuff in your life that's going to let them jump on you. You better make sure that you're clean before God. And make sure the armor of God is on you and take it. And what I'm trying to say is take it serious. There's some of the stuff in people's lives, you see some sweet little old granny, she comes in, but you have no idea what she's come out of. You have no idea the stuff. You know, you see some people and you can just tell they've had a rough life. Other people you can't. But you do not know what you're going to face when you pray for people. I've had little teenage girls that you would have never thought of in a million years. And I could tell you stories where I've prayed for them and, and some horrible demon came out like this and walked right past me. And I saw it leave. And I'm sitting there praying for them. If I had had sin in my life, that thing would have tried to jump on me. So be spiritually clean before ministry. And also, number two, be careful not to play with sin in the presence of God. Man, do not, you know, you don't want to come in here and be praying for people and be really operating in a great anointing, an anointing that's a lot bigger than you as a person. You're like coming under a mantle, functioning in the power of God, and then go home and turn on pornography. I'm just telling you, you're going to be playing with stuff that will really open you up. God, I'll be honest with you, God will judge that. It won't just be the devil. God will judge that. And the next thing is be willing to step down if you're asked to without getting offended. If, you, if somebody needs to tap you on the shoulder and say, take a break, 
don't get all bent out of shape. You know how many people in church get bent out of shape about the littlest things? Big rifts in the ministry over the littlest petty things. Just be willing to serve when you're asked and be willing to step down when you're asked. Maybe, you know, the leadership just feels like you don't need to be praying tonight. Just let it go with that. It's not a big deal. I'll tell you a story. Back in the, you, you guys know my testimony. So back in the 90s, I was still learning how to really walk in victory over the flesh. I was learning how to renew my mind. I was still getting victory over a lot of things. So my life was not perfect and spiritually immaculate at that time, okay, by any means. I was, I was really hungry for God, but I still had some battles. So I go, and this lady asked me to help pray with people. She was, she was on staff with Benny Hinn, and so I was supposed to be helping. And Benny came through, and he was just picking certain people to help him, and he just, he didn't pick me, you know. And I was like, that's fine, whatever. But you know what's awesome about that? I got ministry that night instead of having to mess around praying with people. I got prayer. But I didn't get all bent out of shape about it, and I looked at back later, and I thought, you know, truthfully, I needed ministry, not really to be ministering at that time. God was still doing the work in me. And I didn't ever get upset with Benny. And Benny's not gentle about things. Amen. Have you ever been around Benny? He's just, this is the way it is, you know. So he's not real gentle about it. He didn't come over to me and pat me on the back. Oh, you know, just being so nice. But he's like, okay, you, not you, you, you know. But you can't get offended about those things. I remember um, Steve Hill told a story in the Argentine Revival. He gave his testimony. He's coming down off the platform there in Argentina. And people are so desperate. And they're grabbing Steve and they're wanting him to pray. And he's just trying to get through the crowd. And some people are like grabbing his hand and putting it on. They're falling out. And I mean, Steve's like, this happened. And Steve was saying, I wasn't trying to do anything. But he said the Holy Spirit was moving. And so, you know, I pray for some people. And one of the guys got up in the microphone and said, stop it. What you're doing, a child could do. And called him down. And so he's like, okay, I'm sorry, you know. But he didn't, he didn't go with that intention. But he got publicly rebuked from When he said this, he said, you know, they probably didn't have to be that rough about it. But he said, I learned from it. And he said, you just have to humble yourself. And then God gave him what happened at Brownsville. So what I'm saying is, is that don't get offended if God uses you sometimes and doesn't use you other times. It really doesn't matter. We're here to glorify Jesus, right? Does that all make sense? Okay. And then here's the last thing is this. Just have a true servant's heart and be humble. Proverbs 3.34, be humble, be obedient. Was it Hebrews? It's, I didn't put that scripture, but Hebrews says, obey those that rule over you as ones who will give an account. You know, you got to understand that those that are in leadership are going to give an account one day. But be submissive, be obedient to their authority over you. And then the freedom from the need for personal recognition. This is why I'm saying take this home and pray about it. Ask God to free you from the need for personal recognition. Amen? Does everybody agree with that? Lord, I don't need any type of glory or recognition. Be faithful and be dependable. Don't be, you know, don't be somebody that's in church for three weeks and gone for nine and think you're going to be on the altar team. If you're not faithful and dependable and somebody that we can depend on to be there and to be consistent, then you're not going to, you know, we can't have people like that. We need people that can be depended on. Amen? And then the last thing is this, be willing to sacrifice staying late to pray for everybody that needs prayer. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. Altar ministry may not be for everybody, but it's going to be for people that are willing to lay down, their stomachs growling because they're hungry, 
They're ready to go to the Whataburger. Okay. They're, they've had a long day, but they're willing to stay and pray for the people that need prayer. They're willing to do it, okay? So, Lord, I pray tonight, as we close this out right now, Lord, I just ask you that you would really move upon your people and free us, free people from any area of pride or rebellion. Lord, free people from any insecurities where they feel like they need recognition. You know, that we can be a people that are humble servants and we're there just to glorify Jesus. Whether we pray for people or we don't, it really doesn't matter. We just want to glorify you and help us to have that humble servant's heart. In Jesus' mighty name, I just bless every one of you. And Lord, I thank you for it. We believe we receive it now. I just feel the Holy Spirit saying that some of you, there's a mantle that's on this ministry and there's a boldness that's about to come in some of you. And God is going to begin to prepare you for the days ahead. And the Lord would say that you need to be wise because there's, there's traps that the enemy wants to put in front of your feet. And you need to listen because those traps are things that could really derail you. And so the Lord is saying that these times and really praying about these things is very important so that you can get this really down in you because the enemy wants to lay traps for people. That's what I feel. The Holy Spirit saying, watch out where you put your feet, that you stay humble, that you stay under authority, you're submitted to authority so that you're protected from the devil. And your feet will be kept on that path that the Lord wants where you won't step on landmines and get hurt spiritually. Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all be blessed as you go. Please take the sheet. Please pray about it.